It's a Christmas Carol Countdown. And today, we feature your top two favorites of all time. Joy to the World and Oh Holy Night. While these songs are your favorites, there might be a few things you don't know about them. Yeah, so stick around to get the story behind the music. Hi, I'm Woodrow Kroll. I'm Nigel Wilkinson, and welcome to this edition of Back to the Bible, where all week we have been counting down your top ten favorite Christmas carols. And today we are at number two and number one. Dr. Kroll, tell us. Which two carols are the favorites? Joy to the World and Oh Holy Night. Yes, we love them both. Like, uh, you know, can't wait to sing them at Christmas. But really, we don't have to wait till Christmas to sing them, do we? No, because as we've seen all this week, there is great theology in many of these Christmas carols. You get the story of Jesus' birth, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his coming again. That's right, the complete gospel package. Yes, and we'll see that today in two of your favorite Christmas carols. Okay, well, let's find out the story behind Joy to the World and O Holy Night. Here's the Bible teacher Woodrow Kroll with today's Back to the Bible Christmas Carol Study. Your second favorite Christmas carol is Joy to the World. Isaac Watts is the man who wrote this hymn, and when Isaac Watts is writing the hymn, he based the hymn on the second half of Psalm 98. And the second half of Psalm 98 has nothing to do with the first coming of Jesus, has everything to do with the second coming of Jesus. So, Joy to the World is all about the joy that comes in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. But hey, listen, don't stop singing at Christmas time because even though the hymn celebrates our involvement in God and his involvement in us in a future date, God's involvement in our salvation began with a baby in a manger and it's entirely appropriate for you and me to sing Joy to the World today. So this is the hymn we're going to look at today. Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Now, this hymn really says what we want to say to the world around us, that there is a reason for joy in our lives today. There's a reason for joy in our lives in the future. There's a reason for joy in the life of every individual who knows Jesus Christ as Savior. Let's take a look at stanza number one of Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing. Well, it sounds a little like it could be Christmas, right? Let earth receive her king. Where is he who is born king of the Jews? It says, let every heart prepare him room. I mean, that sounds a little like it could be Christmas, doesn't it? Remember, when Mary and Joseph came to Bethlehem, there was no room for them in the inn. But he's really talking about the joy that comes to the world when the world is what God wants it to be. Not what it is today. We, we live in a world that is polluted today. We live in a world that is driven by sin. We live in a world where sin is often more prevalent than righteousness is. We live in a world where people would take guns and take the lives of other people for no apparent reason. This is not the world that brings joy to us. But the day is coming 
when Jesus will reign on this earth with a rod of righteousness. And that's the day that we're singing about here in Joy to the World. Second stanza really points out that we're singing about a time future and not uh, looking back at the birth of the Savior. It says this, Joy to the world, the Savior reigns, let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks and hills and plains repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. Now, the Savior reigns. Think about this. If we're talking about the birth of the Lord Jesus, the Savior reigns by sitting on a throne. But Jesus is in a manger, a place where you feed cattle and donkeys. The Savior reigns with gorgeous robes, but Jesus is wrapped in swaddling clothes. So nothing about the story of the birth of Jesus fits the song of joy to the world. He's talking about the day when the Savior reigns. If you want to know when the Savior reigns, you need to come with me to Revelation chapter 19. If you have a Bible and would like to follow along, I encourage you to do that. Revelation chapter 19. This is the story of when the Savior reigns. Revelation 19. Let me just read a few verses to you out of beginning at verse 11. Revelation 19 verse 11. Now I saw the heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds and the fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of our great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and those who sit on them and the flesh of all the people, free and slave, both small and great. Does this sound like a Christmas story to you? Now, there's nothing Christmassy about the reigning of Jesus, because Jesus comes to reign when he puts down Antichrist at the end of the tribulation period. He establishes this reign of peace on the earth, and many of the prophets of the Old Testament write about this reign. They write about peace on earth. Now, if you're not experiencing peace in your country today, and the chances are you are not, it's because the time frame when God brings peace on earth is not now. Oh, sure, Jesus came to bring peace on earth, but when he rules on earth, that's when peace really comes. Our peace is now private peace. It's personal peace. But there's no world peace today. Let's find out what the prophets had to say about world peace, though. Turn to Isaiah chapter 65, verses 24 and 25. Now, listen to the prophecy of Isaiah with regard to what it will be like when Jesus returns on this earth. Again, Isaiah 65 Verses 24 and 25. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. 
The wolf and the lamb shall graze together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy. That doesn't sound like that's happening right now. The wolf shall lie down with the lion. That doesn't sound like it's happening right now. Now, that's not happening today. It will happen someday. In fact, Micah chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, gives us a few more details. Listen to this. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and peoples shall flow to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge between many peoples, and shall decide for strong nations far away, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. You know that expression, they shall beat their swords into plowshares. That's taking an implement of war and making it an implement of farming. And you can go to the United Nations and see that inscribed on the wall, but I'll tell you, friends, it is not happening today. Because all these references to the reigning of Jesus Christ are not references to his coming as a baby the first time. Their reference is to his coming as King of Kings and Lord of Lords the second time. And that means then that when we get to stanza four of this wonderful hymn, it says, He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders of his love. This is really not a Christmas hymn. But that doesn't mean you and I should not sing at a Christmas time. Because to fully enjoy who Jesus is, you have to not only see him as baby, you have to see him as Savior, and you have to see him as coming King. That's when we'll fully appreciate joy to the world. This is a Back to the Bible, Bible teaching you can trust. Our daily Bible study programs and podcasts are all about helping you grow closer to the Lord. Indeed, we care about your spiritual growth, and that's why we provide these resources free of charge. Now, in return, we ask that you be in prayer for this ministry and the various challenges that we face to bring these studies to you on a daily basis. And we also ask that, where possible, that you make a contribution towards the ministry. And so we simply ask that if you have been impacted by our daily study of God's Word, will you prayerfully consider making a contribution to this ministry? Your donation, no matter how small, will go a far way in ensuring that we can continue to reach the world with the life-transforming power of God's Word on a daily basis. Donations can be made via online bank transfer or in-bank deposit. Our account is with the Halfway Tree branch of the Bank of Nova Scotia, account number 
82810. That's account number 428310 at the Halfway Tree branch of Scotia Bank. Checks can be sent to us via mail to Back to the Bible, Box 123, Kingston 10, Jamaica. Please make checks payable to Back to the Bible. Of course, you can always come by our office in Hagley Park Plaza to drop off your donation or make your contribution via our point-of-sale machine. Now, as we get back to the Bible, here once again is Bible teacher Woodrow Crowe. Your number one favorite Christmas carol of all time was Oh Holy Night. Well, that's a Christmas carol that goes back quite a ways. Oh Holy Night is really Cantique de Noël, and it's a, it's a well-known Christmas carol that was written by Adolphe Adam, a man who lived in 1847. A Frenchman, he put it to the tune of Minuet Chrétienne, which was a poem written by a man by the name of Placidide Capot. Well, these men got together, wrote this hymn, took the poem, put it to music. It was translated into English by a Unitarian minister by the name of John Sullivan Dwight. He first published it in Dwight's Journal of Music in 1865. Well, 1906, 1906, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1906, a Canadian inventor by the name of Reginald Fessenden first aired this carol over an AM station, and he played it on his violin. Now, that's important, because O Holy Night is the very first piece of music ever to be heard on radio. And that's one of the reasons why it's important to us, and probably important to you as well. Let's go to this hymn, and I have to tell you, of all the hymns we've done this week, and this is number 10, Of all the hymns we've done this week, I've been able to quote the words without humming along. But this one is really going to be tough. See if you can listen without humming, all right? Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious dawn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born. O night, O holy night, O night divine. You can almost feel the rapture that comes from singing this song. And as I say, this is a song that's very difficult to quote without singing. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Now that's theological, friends. That means that this hymn is capturing the essence of the fact that this world is waiting for a Savior. It's pining away. It's in its sin and error. And it's just hoping against hope that God would do something to save it. Suddenly everything turns around. Now you have to appreciate there's bad news before you can appreciate there's good news. You have to appreciate the world is lying in error and pining in darkness before you can appreciate the light that comes through the birth of the Savior. 
Listen to what God says in Romans chapter 8, verses 19 through 22. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. In sin and error pining, whole creation groaning until now, because now a Savior has come. See, when the Savior comes into the life, your life, When he comes into the world, he takes away the groans and the pains of the world. And he promises us one day he'll even take the groans and pains away from us. He promises us that in heaven there'll be no more tears. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more pain. All of that comes by virtue of the fact that one holy night, God sent his son to be born a savior for you. And what happens when Christ comes into your life? Everything happens. You become a totally new person. But don't just take my word for it. Take God's word from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Now, if you happen to catch all of your ten top favorite hymns this week on Back to the Bible, you know that the themes that are in the Bible are the themes that are in the hymns. These Christmas carols talk about reconciliation between God and man. They talk about peace coming to earth. They talk about personal peace in our lives. The essence of the story of the gospel is captured in the hymns we sing at Christmas. And yet, you know what? We are so familiar with these hymns. We often just sing them, and the melody lingers in our minds, but the message just goes flying right by us. Let's go to stanza number two and see what the message of O Holy Night is. Led by the light of faith, severely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by light of a star, sweetly gleaming, here came the wise men from Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger. In all our trials, born to be our friend, he knows our need to our weakness is no stranger. Behold your king, before him lowly bend. Behold your king, before him lowly bend. Look at this, Matthew chapter 2, it says in verse 8, He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And they heard the king, and they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, 
and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, I'm not so much interested in the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh as I am the posture of the wise men. These are the brainiest people in the world. I mean, these are the scholars of their day. These are men that are looked up to and held in high esteem. And they come to a little house in Bethlehem and to a little child. And when they see this child, they fall flat on their face and worship before him. Maybe this Christmas, we ought to see Jesus in the same way that causes us to be down on our knees and down on our face. Yeah, this is a festive occasion, but this is no usual baby. This, this is Christ the King. Stanza number three says this. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord, oh praise his name forever. His power and glory evermore proclaim. His power and glory evermore proclaim. The law of love is the law of Christmas. And if you read Jesus' expressions in John 15, you would know very clearly that greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. If you read what John says in John chapter 4, you'd know very clearly that we are to love one another because God first loved us. Let me encourage you not to let Christmas slide by you too quickly. Think about this hymn, O Holy Night, and think about the love that God shed in our hearts when he gave to us a Savior. And then think about this, that the response of that Christmas day is not gift-giving. It's not even grace. It's not even peace. The response to Christmas is love. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Thanks for joining us today here on Back to the Bible, brought to you by Back to the Bible Broadcast Jamaica, in partnership with listeners who give in support of this ministry. Our office is located at shop number 22, Hagley Park Plaza, Kingston 10. Our office hours are from Mondays through to Fridays from 8.30 a.m. through to 4 p.m. We can be contacted via email at backtothebibleministry at gmail.com. Our office number is 876-926-5765 and our cell and WhatsApp number is 876-337-6295 To listen to this study again or some of our previous studies they are available in our free mobile app 
along with other Bible engagement material. Just look for BTTB Jamaica in your app store. That's BTTB Jamaica. You can also listen and download our studies from other podcast platforms, including Podbean, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Be sure to look for Back to the Bible Jamaica. Before we go, a reminder that we have in stock our 2024 scripture calendars available for your contribution of $700 each, as well as our daily bread devotionals available for $500 each. Dr. Kroll, O Holy Night, is certainly the favorite of many individuals. The words, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. You know, there's so much hope in this carol. Yeah, there really is. Uh, The contrast in the verse brings that out. We are weary. We are low. We are toilsome. Yet out of the darkness shines a bright light from heaven, a beam of hope, and it comes from a baby in a manger. This is part of the best story ever recorded, and it's true. It is, and next week we are going to focus on how to have the best Christmas ever. I know many of us have all kinds of plans, uh, you know, to outdo last year or whatever, but be sure to join Bible Teacher Woodrow Crowell next week as we share with you how to have the best Christmas ever. Well, thank you for joining us today. The weekend is here. You're going to want to be in your place this week serving the Lord in your local church, getting prepped for Christmas. Thanks for being here today. God bless you. I'm Woodrow Kroll. Have a good and godly day. For if what lasting value is a good day, if it's not also a godly day.